Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> you can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts. Especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributor. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Perhaps it's the fights we had around Thanksgiving dinner tables, but I feel a tightening of the energy in this place when someone says the words liberal or conservative. Obviously, we don't want to replicate the heated conversations happening in the public around these ideological, spiritual, political spectrum locations. But I know my heart rate increases anytime a sentence starts out with those liberals, dot, dot, dot. And yet we often start out telling our stories with this sentence. I was raised in a conservative household, dot, dot, dot. I think we say this because we know that it is a crucial part of our story. It notes that our formative years happened in a context likely different than where we are now. This is a huge part of my story, and I sometimes worry that talking about it as much as I do is becoming tiring for some. But hardly a day goes by where I don't encounter the confusion of the way I used to think and feel about something and the way I currently think and feel about it. And ever since I went through my transformation, it has been the most fertile ground for personal and spiritual growth. I know that to this day, most of my biological family are skeptical of all of you. Yes, you. (laughs) They're unsure of this West Hills Friends Church. They are unsure of a group of people that would hire as one of their pastors. A person who use who they know uses four-letter words sometimes. Sometimes. Consistently votes for leftist politicians. There I am in 2007, lobbying against oil drilling in the Arctic, aka heathen activities. I have tattoos, marks of the devil, apparently, and uh, doesn't care one lick about saving people from hell. So I know to this day, most of my biological family are uncertain if I'm even a trustworthy Christian. Why? I don't think they ever expected me to go to a Christian college and emerge as the type of person that confuses them the most. In their imagination, I would graduate college and become the pastor of a large evangelical youth group in rural Pennsylvania and save so many people from hell, 
while raising a family with a good social servant oriented woman. I'd be flawlessly knowledgeable about the Bible and unwavering in my faith. Instead, they got whatever this is. And I feel the awkwardness of this, of the conversations they know they can't have around me, the comments suppressed, and praying we don't stumble into a conversation about politics. And the reality of this is that I'm aware that I am a transformed person. I know it's weird. I know I am not who I once was. So the awkwardness makes sense. When you're a changed person, it is almost impossible not to see the circumstances that grew the previous version of yourself. Growing up in a religiously and politically conservative home, town, country, well, not country, county, and region of Pennsylvania meant that I was surrounded by examples of what my future could look like. And then I was given, via moral persuasion, a sense of what was good and right about certain people and wrong and evil about others. So that when you step out on your own, you carry a clear sense of become like that and not like that. But when you start feeling yourself becoming who you were told not to, mechanisms of shame engage to pull you back and reminders that sound like you wouldn't want to become like so-and-so start echoing in your head. I recently read that scientists know, I recently read what scientists know about the metamorphosis process of a caterpillar to a butterfly. As you know, I am fond of this process as a metaphor for spiritual growth, but not always in the way you'd assume mostly because the metamorphosis process is not nearly as tidy as we'd like to think. That a caterpillar gently hibernates and appendages that were hiding under the skin just grow out of their body during this time. At least that's how I imagined it as a kid. But what actually happens is much more, I don't know, like gross slash violent. The caterpillar becomes a goo, a soup inside the chrysalis. And from that goo, a butterfly is created. So there is an almost complete disintegration of what was before to what is becoming new. How a butterfly is created from the caterpillar puddle was a mystery for longer than you'd think. Recently, scientists have discovered hibernating cells floating around inside caterpillars. These cells hold all of the information all of the energy and instincts of the butterfly, but they will not become active until gut enzymes in the caterpillar signal them to begin multiplying. At this point, a battle begins inside the caterpillar as these hibernating cells, once not a perceived threat, become one very quickly. The caterpillar's immune system attacks the rapidly multiplying cells. And as we know, it will inevitably fail to prevent the metamorphosis it was destined for. The scientists who discovered, hold on, I'm gonna let a couple of people in here. The scientists who discovered these hibernating cells gave them a very interesting name. 
They're called imaginal discs. We see in this naming a reference to the root amago, which is the revelation of the inner being, once a mask or disguise that has been taken off. In this case, in the case of the caterpillar, these imaginal cells are waiting for the mask or disguise of the larva stage to be taken off. Interestingly enough, the word larva comes from the Latin, which means a specter, spirit, or mask. The metamorphosis of the caterpillar into a butterfly has captured the awe of humans for as long as we've been humans. So much so that the naming of the process and stages have roots in ancient spiritual and philosophical thought. As if to put a cherry on top of the whole metaphorical Sunday, the word butterfly in, an, in ancient Greek was psyche, which also meant soul. A piece of art I uh, showed you is called Imago Amor. And when you zoom in to the chest of the person, there is a butterfly um, layered over the, the chest. One would have to almost intentionally ignore the human slash spiritual connections reflected in the birth of a butterfly. I trust that your wheels are already turning. For me, I have a hard time imagining a butterfly visiting a younger sibling caterpillar and being admonished. You know, you've changed. Because while even the caterpillar tries to protect itself from change, there is a miraculous transformation awaiting them. The cells of change are already within them. They carry their own metamorphosis inside themselves. I didn't give much of a fight when the cells of change began multiplying within me. The immune systems of right-leaning politics and evangelical Christianity there to protect me from such a transformation were no match. The mask was coming off and the light of God emerged, despite all the warnings that I'd be lost or evil if I changed. And I did anyway. I found that the light of change was too compelling and hopeful to turn away from. I'm feeling less concerned about the worries others have of me as a changed person. I now see my life as having multiple opportunities for transformation, for the mask to be unmasked and the potential for the imago to be revealed. I know that this community is full of people who are trying to find a new way to be after tremendous change. I know there are people in this community who feel the battle of the new thing being born alongside the resistance of what was before. I wonder what it would be like to hold the process with understanding and grace and with the hope and knowing something is emerging. On a whim, I looked at the lectionary texts for today. All across the world, Romans 8 was read this morning. Here's what it says. And listen with the possibility of transformation in your mind. I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory about to be revealed to us. 
For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly while we wait for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. We are in a season of expectant waiting. We are in a season where we hold the mystery of God carried within the womb of Mary. God transformed into human form, a metamorphosis like no other. We live within this story that holds the wild potential of miraculous transformations. May the spark of the, of the divine be every day the wake-up call to the parts of us waiting to be transformed. May we be a community that creates the container for transformation to happen. Here's some queries for open worship. What imaginal cells are within you? What possibility of transformation might you already be carrying? Where are you in your current process of transformation? What are the voices within you saying? What are the voices within you saying about where you are? Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We're really happy that so many of you are finding it to be helpful and as a way to stay connected with what's going on with us here at West Hills Friends. If you'd like to stay connected with us in other ways, we have a couple options for you. You can check out our website. It's westhillsfriends.org. There you'll find some more information about who we are as a community. You can also follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook account by just searching for West Hills Friends. You can also follow us on Instagram. We have a Instagram account with the name West Hills Friends. So we hope that you'll get connected with us in other ways. And again, thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast.